Hello and good day. Welcome back to the Homegrown Horticulture Podcast. My name is Ton Bettis and I'm a horticulturist with Utah State University Extension based in Orem, Utah. For those of you who may be new to the podcast, welcome. Our focus is gardening in the Intermountain West and similar areas, such as the Colorado Front Range, Boise, the Snake River Plain, Reno, and the Wasatch Front. Area is oftentimes forgotten about by the national green industry as far as recommendations and gardening practices that will allow your yard to thrive. Today we are going to be talking about plums. Now there are actually multiple plum species native to Europe, Asia, and North America. The two most commonly grown are referred to as European and Japanese plums. And so let's start with European plums. Growing up, my grandfather had an orchard in his backyard, and he always referred to plum trees as prunes, and I never really understood why until I went to school and learned more about European plums. European plums are generally smaller than the grocery store plums, which are Japanese plums, and are divided into two general categories, those that are for fresh eating and those that can be dried into prunes for later use. Although European plums may be semi-self-fruitful, they always benefit from a cross-pollinator. And especially if you have room, count on planting two of them of different varieties. Japanese plums will not cross-pollinate European types. If you are interested in trees that you can turn into prunes, then early Italian, improved French, and Stanley are commonly available varieties intended for this. Some European plums intended for fresh eating include Seneca, Green Gage, and Damson. I will cover common diseases and pests later in the podcast because they are common to most plums no matter the species. But European plums are best pruned using what's called a modified central leader system. They have a very narrow upright growth habit that this pruning system works well with that will maximize fruit production and maintain the health of the tree. Additionally, if you live in colder zone 5 areas where minimum temperatures can average 10 to 20 degrees below zero, European plums are slightly more cold hardy and bloom later, so they'd be more suited to these colder zone 5 areas than Japanese plums. European plums are also better suited for making jams and jellies and canning because they are freestone and the flesh is more firm. Asian plum trees differ from European plums in several ways. First off, the trees are generally more rounded and pruned differently where you would use an open center system. The fruit is larger and oftentimes has red flesh and are the common plums in grocery stores. They also bloom earlier right after apricots and oftentimes require cross-pollination from a different variety of Japanese plum. Common varieties include Santa Rosa, Shiro, and Satsuma. If you only have room for one Japanese plum in your yard, go with Santa Rosa because it is semi-self-fruitful and you will get a crop from it. It also acts as a good pollinator for other Japanese plum trees. For those listening, living in colder areas than USDA Zone 5, there are still some options as far as growing plums. This includes growing what are referred to as American plums or bush plums. You oftentimes find bush plums growing in rural areas, along fence lines and old ditches. 
They ripen anywhere from July to September and are smaller, but they're very durable, they're very disease-resistant, and oftentimes hardy to zone 3. If you do an internet search of American plums, you will find several sources where you can order them. They oftentimes require cross-pollination. There are also some Japanese plum-American plum hybrids available. These are grown into a tree and cross-pollinated by a Japanese plum. They will be more cold-hardy and pruned like Japanese plums using an open center system. Otherwise, bush plums are going to be pruned using renewal pruning, which is a technique where after they mature for 4 or 5 years, 20-25% to 25% of the branches are taken out from the base of the plant. You always take out the most mature branches. Like other fruit trees, plum trees require regular maintenance, which includes spraying. This can be accomplished by using conventional or organic sprays. Major pests of concern include aphids, spider mites, San Jose scale, flat-headed borers, and sometimes greater peach tree borer. Major diseases of concern include shot hole fungus, also called cranium blight, and various root-borne diseases. If a disease gets into the root, it can be very difficult to control. Now that I've listed all of these pests, plum trees generally can live anywhere from 15 to 25 years in the home orchard. They may last a little longer if they're well-maintained. In the show notes, I will include appropriate fact sheets on growing and maintaining plums. I greatly appreciate you listening, and I'll be back next week. I hope all is well with you and yours. The Homegrown Horticulture Podcast is a production of Utah State University Extension. Thank you.